Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Amen. As you may know, today is our annual meeting, so we're doing a little combined sermon and um, what constitutes my annual address and report. Um, And I I will just say, um, doing the annual meeting prep on the heels of a week-long plus citywide shutdown was, was quite a feat. So I really appreciate the people who were involved in that, and uh, I, think, I think we made it. In the book, For Common Things, author Jedediah Purdy writes fondly about his unconventional childhood upbringing in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains in West Virginia. His parents moved there to live simply with few needs raising as much of their own food and doing as much of their own work as possible and share what they could not do themselves with like-minded neighbors. As his father once told him, they sought to pick out one small corner of the world and make it as sane as possible. Purdy writes about how his parents handled their schooling or Rather, freed them to learn by simply engaging the world around them, like in working alongside their parents on the farm, playing in the mud and wildflowers, joining adult conversation whenever neighbors gathered, often at things like town halls, school board meetings to protect the rural schools, or local efforts to oppose strip mining. They took part in the rich communal life, motivated by the belief that, in the end, there is nothing good that can be had alone. There's something that's modestly attainable and wildly aspirational in that goal that they set out with, to devote themselves to one small corner of the world and seek its transformation. There's also something that we could describe as theological in this. If we look at stories of faith in scripture, we often see that this is the way that God operates. God loves the whole world, but expresses it in the hyper-local, coming to a particular people, to a particular moment in time, to make that love real. I talked about this in my sermon at Christmas, but the idea in the prologue of John's Gospel that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Greek word for dwell here literally means pitched a tent, or as it says in the message translation, moved into the neighborhood. 
And it's incredible if you think about it. One moment, John is talking about the Word, capital W, the divine presence existing beyond time and space. And then the next thing you know, he's showing up next door. It's a theme that continues throughout Jesus' ministry, where he goes from town to town to town, like in today's reading. This Savior doesn't swoop in to fix all the world's problems, but he helps this man who is suffering, and he inspires this faith community. We see similarly in Paul with his keen attention to the local communities he wrote to. He could have just written theological treaties on the nature of God and published them and sent them out on scrolls everywhere. But no, he writes to the Romans, to the Corinthians. He pours his heart out trying to help them see how their very relationships with each other can manifest the presence of God. Here again, infinite love showing up in the small corners of the world. I've often thought about the Purdy quote in relation to the work that we are doing at All Saints, committing to one small corner of the world to make it a little more loving, a little more like Jesus. As with what Purdy describes, what we have here is special. This is a place where people look out for each other, from parents getting support from other adults, to people with surgeries getting meals and rides, to those who are sick being brought communion. This is a place where we look out for our neighbors as well. The commitment to the Woodstock neighborhood was part of the parish profile that attracted me here. And over the years, we have worked on moving more into being a commons or a gathering place for our area. As evidence of this, any given week, you can find things like Tai Chi, watercolors, weaving, capoeira, yoga, as just some examples of the things taking place. This last year, our parish hosted three concerts and two town halls, one on economic justice and the other on housing insecurity, which talked about common misperceptions and ways to help. Our outreach is another way we exist as a commons, serving 400 plus people each week, run by 70 plus volunteers. When we finally put it on paper this last fall, we discovered that we are running a $2 million outreach program that somehow is being made possible on a shoestring budget Lots of resourcing and lots of love and prayer. Our Mustard Seed Thrift Store is also a lively gathering spot each Friday and brought in a record $34,400 for outreach and ministry this last year. And in addition to that, we have raised over $200,000 together for the Woodstock Pantry Build, which we are so excited to see completed this spring. This is also a place where when a need comes up, people come together. Like in our children's ministry this last year or in our administrative staffing, people chip in and make it work 
and we have a lot of fun doing it together. This happens in our outreach too, which have very high participation from neighborhood volunteers. They're invested, showing up during the ice storm to see how they can help, or picking up garbage so that the campus looks nice, or giving generously in donations. As a parish, we welcome this and see God's goodness in it. Though we live in a time in which many parts of life can be experienced as isolating, hopeless, fast-paced, self-focused, here we experience something that is connected, hopeful, other-oriented, accepting, a chance to be still or present in music, prayers, ideas, in breaking bread together and in fellowship, a sanctuary, if you will, a chance to step aside for a few moments each week and experience yourself as a beloved child of God. In the book, Purdy asks readers to pay attention to those unique places where things are still held in common, asking people to consider what is necessary for their preservation. Such places rarely exist, last, or realize their potential without some sort of intentionality. With that in mind, and as we look at this new year before us, my encouragement is that we spend this year being intentional about the kind of community we are cultivating together, who God is calling us to be and who we are together. I ask us to pay attention to what it is that makes this place special. Like, what captured each of us initially, made us feel like we were home? What keeps us coming back? And then nurture those things. Every one of those memories speaks to something we needed or that spoke to us. And chances are that someone else needs the same thing. Also pay attention to how we come into this space. We come here every week, so it can become just another thing that we do without much thought. Or we can come with awareness of our prayers, our hurts, our hopes. We can use it as time to slow down and breathe and get centered. We can set aside work on Sunday morning, except for the annual meeting business. We have to do that. <laughs> but as much as possible, even church work, setting it aside so that the times for worship and fellowship are times of rest for ourselves and each other. We can also come aware of our fellow worshipers, having in mind the burdens or joys that they are carrying, and be ready at all times to offer grace, looking for those ways we can build each other up, and of course, continuing to look for those ways we can care for each other in tangible ways. Another thing, and this one is important, pay extra special attention to having fun. I've noticed we are good at having fun together. From our quirky traditions, 
to the ways we connect around art and food, to our services with animals who tend to go off script. <laughs> Play has a way of opening the heart. And if we can laugh together, we can cry together, which is good and needed. Additionally, continue to pay attention to the needs outside of these walls, as you have done so abundantly and compassionately. Jesus tells us, in coming alongside the person in need, we experience Christ's presence. Or as it says in Jeremiah, seek the well-being of the city, for in its well-being you find your own. And lastly, invite other people to join us. It might be coming to a special service, or a parent's night out, or coming to the crab feast, or being part of a volunteer opportunity. There are people who are looking for community and places to be part of something good. And we need more people to join us in this good work. I want us to pay attention to these things, not because we aren't doing them already. The fact that we are growing and that we have brought in so many community partners is evidence that we are. Now is the time to nurture what is giving us life, to bring about more life and love and hope. There is too much at stake not to. The reasons for despair in the world are too many to count. Yet by doing what we can in our small corner of it, we find hope. The God who moves through the neighborhood moving in us. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.